Do you know someone in the restaurant industry, a woman particularly, who has struggled through COVID or maybe they've triumphed through COVID? I don't know. We've had to adapt. We've had to pivot. And I have a guest on this show, on Trish TV, who has seen it all, done it all, and she knows what it takes to turn a restaurant into a thriving concern through many years. And we are going to meet Annette Fazio. Uh, Annette, quickly just say g'day to everyone while I send my Trish TV broadcast into my personal page and we'll see how we go with that. Well, I can say g'day because my son-in-law says that all the time. But, uh, I, you know, I started a, a restaurant uh, 400 years ago, what feels like now, without any experience. I was going to be a single mom. And I thought, well, I know how to cook. <laughs> but that actually took me through 20 years of owning a restaurant. And I discovered I loved the business side of the restaurant. That I mean, is so yeah. awesome. Now, there's something else about you, Annette Fazio, that got my attention. And I was thinking, what is it? What is it about Fazio? Is it Fonzie? Is it Happy Days? I went from Happy Fonzie, Happy Days. <gasps> Laverne and Shirley, Shirley DeFazio. I reckon she's your cousin because your vim and vip and your, and your zest for life and your passion for women just reminds me of that. So I did some digging and I thought, you know what? This is what that reminds me of. Your whole attitude towards helping women in business, in the restaurant business, reminds me of this. <laughs> We're going to go. Never. Sing with me, doing it our way. Oh. And go now. Got a dream, and we just know now. We're gonna make our dreams come true, and we'll do it our way. Yes, our way. Make our dreams come true, and we'll do it our way. Yes, our way. Make our dreams come true. And on that bike. Do you remember riding on the back of the bike like that? What's that? I said, do you remember riding on the back of a bike like that? I do. I do. And until I learned to ride my own, for sure. <laughs> it was so fun. I love that. You know, they're young and have dreams. And Annette Fazio, I just thought that would be fun because that characterizes your attitude to the restaurant business. So many other people are all stressed out. And yet every time I've spoken to you, it's been about how amazing and wonderful the restaurant business is. And yet you came into it many years ago cold. Tell us a little bit about that. Ice cold. Uh, and I can't tell you how many people told me not to do it, not to do it, do not do it. They said, go work in a restaurant first and then maybe. But I think if I had worked in a restaurant first, <laughs> I would have never done it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, I worked in a restaurant. I, I had a job at a restaurant when I was at uni washing the dishes. And that's what got me through uni. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go on to own a restaurant either, but you did. Right. You 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 went straight in as a business owner. Wow. I did. The first night I worked in a restaurant was the night I opened. <laughs> wow. Yes. 
See, I, I say all the time, God must have wanted to be in the restaurant business. Because <laughs> I know that. Well, he is about multiplying food. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. Now, so talk, talk to me about, now our show's theme is about resilience and we're laughing and joking about it, but but um, you did hop into the restaurant but and, and you managed to make a success of it as well. So you must have had a different mindset going in to when, when you didn't know the, the how to do the jobs, but you would yeah. have had staff that needed some direction. So how did you navigate that? Well, I did have a couple of rules. I was around 40 when I started and I said I wouldn't hire anybody that was younger than me. Now, after 20 years in the business, that got a little trickier. But everybody that I hired had standards that I had. They were my age and they were as much help as, I mean, emotionally as they were physically. And so I, and I loved my staff. I thought they were the best people in the whole world. Oh, let me grab you there. What stands out to me there is, and, and sure, you were younger then, so a lot of people would have been older than you anyway, but what you had was humility. You didn't, you didn't go in with an ego saying, I'm the boss, I'm going to run this restaurant and, and I'm going to hire people who will do what I say. You actually had the humility and the foresight to take it seriously and say, I need experts and mm -hmm. I need to be able to trust my staff. Completely. So yeah, talk to me a little bit more about trusting your staff. How do you do that on, when so many people are casual and they blow in, they blow out? How does that work? Well, I really liked the people that I was working with, and that's how I felt. I worked with them. They didn't work for me. They worked with me. And so everything that we did, we did it together. I mean, and you know, if I got real busy in the dining room, I went out there and I bust tables. If if it was real busy at the, the desk, I would go out there and, and I'd, now I never did learn how to be a host. Okay. <laughs> so I'd say to the hostess, where, where am I putting them? <laughs> and then I'd be the one running back and forth and I'd be the one running food and I'd be the one that would be busting tables because we all worked together and they stayed for a lot of years. I didn't have a giant turnover at all. Okay. So what would you say to people like, We've had the pandemic and, and I don't just want to focus on the pandemic and coming out of it because this uh, interview, I'd like it to be of value moving forward when things get relatively more normal, if you know, in the, the, to use the cliche, the new normal. But um, I mean, I mean, definitely in America, particularly in Australia, our hospitality industry has taken a hit and oh, the restaurants yeah. that have been able to uh, switch over to doing deliveries and yes. takeaway or takeout, as Americans say. Yes. That certainly helped. Uh, what has been difficult is that most staff, and I imagine it's the same over there, most staff are casual. So they've had to, you know, that they, they don't have expected wages, they're, they're casual. Um, and it's a bit more expensive to have staff here because uh, they don't rely quite so much on tips. So their wages are a bit higher. So there's a right. greater obligation on the employer. Uh, right. As I understand it, in America, the hourly rate is lower, but they benefit more from the, the tipping culture is more generous in America. Yes. So uh, for those who uh, 
are looking at hiring oh, another challenge that that some of them had well it probably didn't apply so much to casual people but where there had been um, government benefit to help people through COVID, for some, they didn't work, that people didn't come to work because it wasn't worth it when they were getting the government benefit. So what advice would you give people who are now um, rehiring or uh, have had challenges in the past with trusting staff who turned out to be unreliable? I think the thing right from the beginning is that you have to like the person that you're hiring. I mean, you have to like that person. I mean, you're not hiring somebody who's fogging a mirror. You know, you're hiring a person. And I used to ask people, why, why do you want to work here? I wanted to know why they wanted to work there besides a paycheck. And like I said, they, they liked it. They were treated well. Uh, I treated them well. They treated me well. I got, and one of the things that now that I, I'm doing with the, the association is I want women to understand that doing it right and respecting their employees and trusting them, they can actually leave the restaurant. Not, you know, not for a year or two, but, you know, you, you, you trust them. We started off with walks and going for, you know, just going for a walk after we were open. But on the way out the door, I'd look at them. I go, you're going to take very good care of my restaurant, right? <laughs> and they would laugh. And they'd say, of course we all, because they knew I trusted them with it. Now, did I never have a person who actually couldn't be trusted? One. But Only one. Yeah, really. Only one. I might have had like a half non-trusting. She was behind the bar sometimes, but I, I, but I didn't have. I never had people not show up. Not even the kids. Really? Mm -hmm. Now hold on. Let, let's just pause there for a minute. <laughs> you never had people not show up. No. Is, isn't that? But that's not normal. For that's like oh, Americans always show up. But this is not a in your area, that's just how people are. Like you would have other restaurants would surely have people not show up, right? Well, so. yeah, it's it's about, okay, like, can I give you an example? Yeah. The kids, one kid came to us one day because of course it's a summer town and the population tripled. And the kid comes to us, he says, I, I need next Saturday night off. I said, okay. So we, and then another kid came to us and said, I need next Saturday night. So when the third kid came to us, my head chef, who was then my partner now, I went, we turned, turned around and said, what's going on? So I think it was a hot chili peppers concert. So we knew that every one of those kids wanted off. And I went behind the line. I took over the grill. Kevin took over the, the, the line. We got somebody else who used to work for us, came in and helped out. So all the summer kids, had the night off. I, well, so so instead of it being something that you were cranky about and inconvenient, or and and those kids f did not feel like they needed to tell a lie, right? And and say, oh, I'm sick. What's that music in the background? Oh, that's my stereo. <laughs> 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 um, exactly. You you actually understood where they were coming from, 
yeah. and you you had built a culture of of trust and and i i want to hook into that you you didn't just I, i'm gonna put a different angle on it. you didn't just hire people you liked i can see you are someone who chooses to like yeah you know because some people will only hire people they like who are just like themselves but if we hire people who are just like us because we like that you know that's what we are comfortable with we're not going to benefit from diversity of talent correct uh, and so um it's, and and the same what i talk about when i talk about my prison experience is that i chose to like people that in other circumstances in the past i may not have encountered because they were from a different world we tend to choose friends from our own demographic and our own interests right. so it's more than just um hiring people you like it is liking the people you hire and choosing that and that's an attitude on our part and obviously what i can see is that that attitude flowed through the culture of your restaurant yes so that people actually liked coming to work and i don't want to sound cheesy here i think that's an american term you know i don't sound like, like oh we're all just nicey nice but so much of a culture of a workplace and it does come from the top down is about our attitude towards the people around us and that's what I can see that you've got that I and, I and I don't want to make people feel badly that, oh, you know, people aren't coming to work because I'm such a, a difficult person to be around. Well, you know, it has been stressful. It has been a difficult time. But we can still work on ourselves and our personal development to be the kind of people that others want to be around. And yes, and it, it showed through the customers. The customers could see that. Customers could see that we all got along. And they liked going there. Right. I mean, they liked the food, but they also liked the atmosphere and the fooling around and the joking around. And ah, uh, so what you're actually yeah, what you're smile. actually doing? This is what you're doing, isn't it? This is one of your sayings that yeah. you yeah share this one with us. That you feed the heart of your customers. I mean, that it wasn't just food. I mean, I we turned into a restaurant where people were celebrating. Well, more than one person got on their knee and proposed. My, I made a commercial about that. I, you know, talked about it, and one of my staff came running in. She said, "Some guy in booth thirty-two just got on his knee and proposed." And I said, "Okay." She said, "Well, I thought you made that story up." I said, "No, <laughs> it happens." <laughs> oh, how wonderful! Yeah, and they'd come in when they found out that, you know, they were announcing they were getting married, you know, to their parents, or they were announcing they were having their first baby. They'd come into the Fazio's and and share that with us. Wow. That's just so good. So it, it becomes a place. You, you can make your restaurant the kind of place that people anchor good good events to and good feelings to. And that's what uh, nostalgia does is that, is that when we look at things that are nostalgic, it takes us back to that place or there's a perfume that we smell and it, and it takes us back to a, to a time when we smelt that perfume. A restaurant has the same capability that it, it is where people propose. It is where first dates might happen. Oh, so, yeah. And then people want to come back to my first date with my husband was was an Italian restaurant. 
in or was it Italian or yeah it was a, an, a, a restaurant in uh, in Brisbane and uh, it was it was just you know it was lovely it was it, it was just nice and so so much of what we can do is about customer service and and, and more than customer service but about that that heart that that atmosphere that feeds people I love that now more than that though you've taken your experience and your know-how uh, and your mentoring and you have created an association that is for women restaurant owners uh, yes. talk to us a bit about that well it's relatively new but I, I I look at it like I looked at my restaurant I people would come into my restaurant they didn't all eat the same thing so they don't have to hear the same thing that I have to say. They and and they would be happy with it. And that's how I see this association. Women that are getting supported and being having a place where they can gather through Zoom, you know, around the country, where they can share their good ideas and they don't have to feel, you know, that uh, they're worried about the competition. And that comes from a place of we had a restaurant association in my town and I did like these people and I trusted these people. But the bottom line is you are in competition to get the people in your door. So if you come up with a fabulous idea and you share it, they're going to want to try it out too. And why not? Whereas this way they're, they're talking to people that are across the States so they can come up with these great ideas and get support, you know, to, just like I've gotten such wonderful support about the association. You know, they're, they're, you know, you get people saying, oh, that's a great idea. And the restaurant business can be a lonely business, period. I mean, there's not, well, yeah. Well, what I'd like to do then for people who are listening and listening afterwards on the replays, I want to show uh, where, let me see, I'll get this right. Here we are. So this is a Facebook page that you have. I'll just remove my, my branding so that uh, we can see it fully. Um, so this is on Facebook. So if you are a restaurant owner uh, or a cafe owner too, they would qualify as well. People or a deli owner. Anybody deli owner, that somewhere that prepares and serves food. And um, you have staff. And yeah, and you have staff because it is a great way, and particularly for women, we tend to need that social connection, and and that is you know the friendship and the understanding. So if you're on Facebook, uh, then and you probably are because your restaurant should be on Facebook, then yes. it is the women restaurant owner, women restaurant owners association. Yes. Yeah. Say that uh, or, three times. I know I was looking is it Women's Restaurant Owners Association or Women Restaurant both of them will throw something up that gets you there but this is the this is the page for you to look for where it says Women Restaurant Owners Association and you'll see the picture of Annette right there and that's where I would encourage you to join that group um, it is free to join the group yes yes uh, but you're going to be providing uh, you know she'll be able to answer your questions and um, put things on there and, and do uh, what are you going to do there for, for the women there? Annette, why don't you tell us? I, I think some, I hate to use the word motivational, but spirit lifting, 
you know, uh, you know, just Lovely. talking about what gets you down and how to get back out of it. You know, how to what is the resilience? It's not how far you fall; it's how high you bounce back. Wow, that's well, that's what we're all about here. Yes. So it's a, it, it's it's a safe place for women restaurant owners to gather, and uh, and encourage one another, but also to be, you know, maybe mentored by Mama Annette because you know you you've done now you have um you you're what the you're within the three percent of women restaurant owners who have taken restaurants over the million dollar mark well that's across the board there are like 10.5 million women-owned uh, businesses in the states and less wow. than i think it's like 3.5 percent take their business over the million dollar mark okay and and you've done that and how many restaurants have you um been involved in well i had the one i had fazio's for 20 years and then uh, i thought it'd be a good idea to to do a pizza restaurant then i did another pizza restaurant and they were fun and they were so much easier than the cast of thousands and the full service restaurant but and so the one stayed and then i i sold another one i sold the the second one but you know what when they uh, bought the second one, I called the woman up. Her name is Joan. And I said, do you want to know how these recipes, because I sold it to somebody and then he sold it to her. I said, do you want to know how these recipes are supposed to taste? And we became friends. I just spoke to her the other day. You know, she had it. I mean, that's, that is what I'm about. I want to make you, I want to help you be the success you want to be. Fabulous. Fabulous. So let's talk about uh, some of the, the things that I, I was doing some research on you, Annette, and uh, here's something that got my attention. Starting a business isn't the same as staying in business. So talk to me about that. Well, starting a business is is more like a checklist. The stay, you know, right. I mean, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do that. But staying in the business is how you treat your customers, how you make your food. You know, I was called stupid. I mean, stupid. Somebody called me stupid because I I, I didn't water down the, the stock. We we made it beautiful and, and brought it down and had, it was beautiful food. I should have been charging more money. I was stupid for not doing that. Right. I, I did what I, I did what I wanted to do. I, I did what we were proud of. Right. Kevin, who so started off as my chef, became my partner. Wow. So you didn't take any shortcuts and people got value. That's so good. And I think now more than ever where people might be tempted to take some shortcuts because there's been such a hard time. Yeah. It's actually where if, if people are not going out a lot, they're going to be choosy about where they go. Oh, yes. So they're going to want to go where they're going to have their heart fed and get value. Mm -hmm. now, people don't mind paying if they're getting that, that full-bodied stock, you know, that, 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 that value. Mm -hmm. So and, you know, and Maybe this was silly, but I didn't want people to have to stop at the ATM machine just to go out to dinner. And as oh, a result, they ate there three or four times a week. Oh, well, there you go. And we have 
Janice Jordan, look at you. I, I say look at you because I see I love your profile picture, like you're peeking out of a out of a log. Janice Jordan says hi. Now Janice is in America. And I met her, yeah, I met her when I was speaking at a conference in uh, 2015 in California. And, uh, and and she's just amazing. So thank you for saying hi, Janice. I hope you're enjoying this. It's great. Yeah. So fabulous. Um, that's great. Now, I want to look also at in the time that we have left, I also love, and, and we touched on this about your humility uh i really love this talk to me about this it's oh, never yeah. about who does the most but what matters most right you know some people pride themselves on you know and become a modern and i do everything and they but does it matter you know are you doing are you feeding somebody else's heart are you feeding somebody else's spirit and that's i guess I do. That's where I do come from. And also, um, it's twofold, really, because it can be about someone, you know, needing to take the credit, or it can be sometimes as women, we can feel like we have to do everything, and we neglect the self care because we're getting it. No one can do it better than we can, and that's not necessarily the case. And we need to be able to allow other people to do things so that it's not about. You don't have to be doing the most either. You know, the hardest worker doesn't have to be the boss. The, it's about what matters. And if you let them shine, then they shine. That's if you, right. If you let them be who they are and do what they do best or come to you with, with ideas. I mean, sometimes people would come with ideas. We might have tried that idea, but maybe we didn't try it the way they have in mind. So we give it another whirl. So you appreciate people's individuality and their ideas, which brings me to another point that I caught of yours, that you are unique. Bring yourself to the table. And I guess that would be your staff as well with their unique talents too. Absolutely. What, so as we finish up, what what's the, the, the essence of what you want to say to women restaurant owners? that you care about so much, what do they need to hear from you? Oh, now you're making it hard, Trish. <laughs> but I, I, I think people can love their business and at the same time love some private time to renew their spirit. They don't yeah. always have to be there watching everybody. And given the right relationship between the people that you're working with, that's that's how you that is how you develop that. Oh, that's just so beautiful because it's not just about the tasks; it's about the heart, yeah, isn't it? It's it's just um, it's about you taking care of you. So you because you you work with women to help them find time for themselves as well and getting that balance. So I want to encourage everybody, get onto Facebook and find the page, the Women Restaurant Owners Association page. Uh, I will put the link in the notes after this as well because I've got it there now. If I haven't already, I, I don't remember if I did or not. But, um, you know, connect with Annette and draw from her wisdom and join the Restaurant Women Owners 
Women Restaurant Owners Association page, uh, the group, and uh, just do yourself a favour and take care of you by checking in with other women restaurant owners and checking in with Annette and finding a relationship there. You've and maybe so we can get a chuckle out of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you got to laugh. You, you, you got to laugh. laugh. You got to laugh. You got to have that joy. Annette Fazio, it has been wonderful listening to you. I'm so pleased. And I hope that not only does your does your group grow, uh, it is like what well, Janice Jordan has just said here, restaurant is a serving business. You're serving people, you're serving others, but you've also got to take care of you as well, don't you? It's all oh, about absolutely. that. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was just so incredible. Food is about the heart. It's about so much more than just making a dollar. Right. Is there anything more personal than food? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. So, uh, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank for, you for having uh, me. Seriously. Thank you. Oh, look, it is an absolute pleasure. And also, Annette is available for speaking engagements to do with um, the restaurant industry and women's groups if you'd like to get in touch with her she can it won't just be about if, if you've got a group that isn't to do with restaurants then she can deliver a talk on uh, self-care for business people and and uh, customer service and those things she does that so you can get in touch with her that way and so can i if you've got a group or a uh, an, a business where you have keynote speakers or you need workshops on resilience change and leadership contact me otherwise contact annette and it has been just such a such a wonderful a wonderful chat. And it thank you so much. Thank you, Trish. See you later, everybody.